Hey everyone, post-production Sam here. I just wanted to give a heads up before we get into the episode that my microphone died without me realizing it right before the start of the episode, so my audio is a little scuffed. Uh, I hope that you all can still enjoy this episode. I think it's a good one, and it will be fixed by next week's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode five of the No Culture podcast. We have a large variety of topics this week, including uh, sex toys, an outlandish video made by the Army for advertisement, as well as at the end, how we believe uh, sex the sex ed programs should be changed in the U.S. Joining me are my co-hosts, Juliana and Josh. So we're just going to start out with how everybody's week's been going. Juliana, why don't you kick us off? Uh, what can I say? <laughs> I'm blanking in the moment, but really it's been a pretty interesting week. I mean, I just started film school. We'll let that out there. It is crazy it is so fun I feel like I just can't explain it in any way like I didn't expect to love it I didn't expect to love it it's only my first week I didn't expect to bitch so much about it when you bitch about something you know you love it I I, I in my opinion I feel like the more I bitch about someone or something the more I really want it to work oh my god everything's so breaking <laughs> apart right now my tv broke what else? Like, I was trying to set up my camera to be, like, my webcam for this episode and also just for anything else. That's not working. I have to call Canon. I have to call Vanguard because I've been trying to invest. I said this last week as well. I've been trying to invest for, like, the past month and a half. That didn't work out. A lot of my packages were lost, like, in the mail and, like, they went to a different state. And regardless, not in the topic of film school. Film school is really great, really easier than community college which I'm pretty happy about because I was really expecting it to be full-on like hell just really difficult I'm really happy I'm really happy it's going well the subjects I'm learning are really interesting I went to the gym that has not happened in so long with COVID just ruining everyone's like workout schedule I went to the gym like it was it was better than any gym I'd ever been to. I went to one that was pretty far away, but regardless, I think I'm going to make the commute to go at least like once a week for now. But that was a nice thing to turn around my week. I went with my sister and we went out and we had fun and we went shopping and like I bought a yoga mat. I could go on forever. Anyway, Josh, how was your week? Well, first off, I'd just like to say I'm really proud of you going to the gym, you know. It's the first step yeah, for everybody. Okay. Getting those gains, exactly. Um, well, I did the exact same thing as Juliana. been working out. Yesterday, I worked out really hard, and I ended up actually throwing up in front of, like, everybody. So, <laughs> solid. But the good thing is that I knew I was going to throw up, so I rushed to the bathroom, made it to the toilet, and just let it all out there. So, that's a plus right there. It's definitely a plus. Yep, yep. Gotta um, look for the silver lining. Exactly. I also locked the, you know, the door to the stall, so, like, you know. Everything was taken care of. Like, Josh, are you okay? Oh, are you okay in there, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> it was only three gags, so, you know, it's it was solid. Ugh. It was efficient. Um, <laughs> also, you know, I've just been working out, protein shake, got Costco pizza, pepperoni, 
with some ranch. Oh, always, always ranch? a solid move. Have you guys been seeing the commercials that Ranch has been putting out, where like a delivery guy will come up with a box of to like deliver a box of pizza, and then some like really frazzled dude will just push his way up with a bottle of ranch and be like, "Wait, don't forget the ranch," and just I'm- like. I've yeah. never seen that. Okay, so all these commercials you talk about every week, Sam. Do you have I cable? I no. This is on YouTube. I'm getting these things. They're so bizarre. <laughs> I've never seen that. There's there's another one where it's just like this couple is just ordered pizza and they open it up and there's just a bottle, a full bottle of ranch just taped to the inside of the box, and they're like, "Honey, did you order this?" bottle of ranch and she's like no and then it just cuts to them with like ranch dripping down their cheeks and they're like oh my god this is so good anyways rant about ranch commercials over (laughs) i okay i'm such a snob i pay for like premium and shit also you have a student you're we're all students you can get it for six dollars a month this is not sponsored i am obsessed with youtube i spend at least like 60 hours a week watching youtube so yeah, I but you can just it. get ad blockers, right? Like, no, I like I have so to download I have... all my videos. I have to watch them wherever I go. I I download like at least fifty gigabytes worth of YouTube videos. So I don't have fifty gigabytes worth of storage on my phone. <laughs> I got the small one because I when I was upgrading my phone, they were just the as has now come to light. The updates killed my five SE that I had had for like six years. Um, they were just like, sucks to suck, loser, pay us $400. And I was like, all right, whatever. Uh, so I ended up getting only a tiny bit of, uh, only the like 32 gigs of storage, which has really bit me in the ass. You're a computer major, right? Don't you ever use your phone for class? No, I'm a game design major and I just use my computer for class. But it's close enough. That's what I meant to say, but it's related I, to it's related to computers. It's close enough. But that's just interesting. I I don't know. I feel like anything involving like technology, I would imagine like you'd have to use your phone for random shit or like storing. No, not really. Everything can be done on the computer. Well, wait, we haven't talked about your week, Sam. Sure. Oh, uh, surprisingly, uh, on a similar vein of working out, um, I haven't. I didn't. Uh, this week, but I am finally fully vaccinated, so I plan on going back to rock climbing, uh, which I, I've not rock climbed since the start of the pandemic, so it's been over a year, and so I'm sure I am rusty as hell, uh, but I'm excited to get back into it. Uh, besides that, I am now in my second week of my the last quarter, freshman year of college, uh, I'm taking coding, animation. I'm taking an ethics class centered around Star Trek, which is so no, fun. Uh, <laughs> what is what is the world like? There's that one Kim Kardashian class at Brown where they like study that like their lives, and you're taking one for Star Trek. Very cool. Yeah, and what's the most influential thing you've learned about that this week? Like, what's your favorite thing that you learned about from that class? There's a shocking amount of very. So, first of all, the professor who teaches it is an ethics professor who just happened to like Star Trek. And when they said he could do this class, he's like, yes, let's go. 
Um, so we're learning about the ideals of enlightenment, which is interesting. Um, but we discuss, we're given an episode that we have to extract ethical questions and dilemmas from, uh, like the idea of, is it the responsibility of more advanced nations to help and guide less developed nations, which in Star Trek, the answer is usually no. They have what's called the prime directive, which says that if a, uh, if a civilization doesn't reach a certain point uh, with their technological development, you're not even allowed to make contact with them. Uh, you're not allowed so, to, or it's not worth your time? Or? You're not allowed to, because the fear is that you are going to uh, alter their growth and potentially in a negative way, uh, ah. which is themed around when more advanced Nations with more advanced technologies, such as the colonists or the Spaniards, came to America. And we've seen many times that uh, when more advanced nations interact with less advanced nations, they often subjugate them. And that's, so it is partially trying to avoid that. That's really interesting. I don't, I feel like I got lost a little bit, but when you reference the United States, like it made me think of like France helping the United States and the United States not helping France. I, that's really, I don't know. I'm a little lost. It seems way, way bigger than me, but that's really cool. Yeah, I'm really interested. I, I think that's really fun and really interesting. I mean, that's I, a good class to be in. Yeah, it definitely is. I've been really enjoying it so far. We, we have a debate uh, tomorrow, actually, which is uh, the debate question is, should parents pay their children to read books? And I'm pretty read sure every, to read mean? books. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure everyone is going to say, no, they shouldn't. And for that precise reason, I'm going to say, yes, they should. <laughs> that parents should pay their children to read books. Um, yeah, I agree. I think they should. Because if you think about it nowadays, they just have their phone and like the internet. And they don't actually have to sit down and read word for word on pages. That feels amazing. Sometimes smell really good. Don't have like that grip of a book, you know, that nostalgic feeling. Also, kids get bribed all the time for stuff. Like, yeah, like also when kids are young, very few kids like vegetables when they're young. It's like the classic thing of like, oh, my kid won't eat their vegetables. So you either bribe them or you threaten them. And then over time they develop, they start liking it. Plus kids are stupid. Like depending on how old they are, you can be like, if you read this book, I'll give you a quarter. And they'll be like, oh, a Wait. whole quarter? Wait, this is crazy. Wait, 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 wait. This I was just talking about this with my mom because she, we were talking about like my childhood and how I was like like mean to her at the time because I had very like misguided views of her just because of like our relationship in the house. Regardless, I remember when I was in fifth grade and I was being bribed in my eyes. In my eyes, it was a negative connotation. I felt that I was being bribed to do some sort of smart bitch activities like where you build robots and go into contests and go like the state nationals and then you like get second That's place or whatever like I did one of those and I was bribed to do it with like Build-A-Bears regardless I in the moment I felt bribed I felt that my relationship with my mom wasn't amounting to a lot because she said that if I did it she would get me stuff rather than just like spend more time with me which was really what I wanted in the time or like 
a better understanding of communication because like that was our issue at, at that point when I was younger so it's a really interesting thing to even like that just it's deja vu for me I think that that'd be a really good thing to mention like how to like have that conversation with a kid like hey I'm gonna pay you to read books without making them feel used because that's something that's really I would imagine it's hard to navigate with a child like that's a pretty like I would imagine that to be a pretty complicated subject yeah it definitely <laughs> I mean it's you got to be gentle with it because I feel like it's you have I feel like most parents even nowadays operate with either the carrot or the stick they either bribe their kid or they threaten their kid so it's like oh if you don't like oh well you better eat your vegetables because if you don't you're not going to get dessert which is a threat but it's like oh if you eat your vegetables I'll let you have a bit more ice cream and so I feel like most parents already operate uh on this same kind of level with most kids not even noticing and I feel like what potentially gets bad is when it starts being so prevalent and so and for kind of more major things like you were talking about Juliana where it's like oh well if you go to this camp which is or do this activity which is going to take up like a decent chunk of your time and a decent chunk of your life then I'll reward you I feel like that's when it potentially gets a little risky because it's something so major I would say that like it like you said like with your example of eating vegetables like because they're good for you they're doing it with your best interest at heart just like with reading they're doing it with the best interest in your heart that camp I use it because it was for the best interest in my part it was like my parents wanted me to see what stem would be like for me to go into like oh do you like building robots let's find out now so I get it but <laughs> the way you're describing it it's like if you don't eat your vegetables you don't get your dessert is that the point <laughs> or is it just like we're doing it because we have our, as parents we have our best interests in our child's future to you know? I was more just describing like two ways two of the kind of like large vague categories that parents will often use to get their children to behave which is they I feel like most parents don't just say like all right I would like you to eat your vegetables and they go why I'm like because they're good for you and the kid goes ah I see. Thank you. Thank you, mother. Thank you, father. I shall go and eat my vegetables. It's like, no, the kid's like, no, they're gross. I don't want to eat them. Who cares if they're good for me? And you're like, fine, I'll give you something bad for you if you go and do it. And they're like, all right. I think your view of like parenting is so skewed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Cause I feel like a lot of kids hate vegetables, right? And they only eat them when they get rewarded with something horrible, which is like cake, ice cream, or dessert. Or they just don't eat them at all. So it's I, like, but as we grow also, up, we tend to like them, obviously. Yeah. And so you, and so you don't have to worry about your kid being like reliant on getting a reward because we've seen that as you grow up, you stop needing the reward and you're like, all right, well, I'll just eat vegetables because I'm either fine with eating vegetables now or I like eating vegetables. And it's, it's kind of ironic because I was talking with my, my sister today. She went to Las Vegas to stay with like a friend and their family and their family goes out and eats like fast food every day, three times a day, nonstop. And my sister's like, I can't take this. Like I miss my fresh fruits, my vegetables and all that. And it's obviously there was a, 
you know, there's different sort of discipline when it was like raising each other. Cause that person loves fast food, eats it three times a day with my sister. She just can't wait to get back home to eat those vegetables. That those fruits, you know? life. <laughs> exactly. And I agree with her. Like I love <laughs> making my own food, whether it's healthy and just tasteful. We do have a couple of uh, requests from listeners. We have two requests, actually. Uh, one from Muzzy, who wanted me to teach some cardistry. Uh, I will put a short video at the very end, probably after we sign off and give the credits, just so that those who don't want to see it don't have to be interrupted. But Muzzy, just so you know, it's there. And the other was our listener, Jesse, uh, asked for you, Juliana, to talk more about the podcast you had mentioned in the last episode. Yeah, um, they do have a podcast, but the show that I was referring to, it's called, Ugh. I'm probably saying it wrong. It's supposed to be more sensual, but regardless, it's about two drag queens just having fun. It was filmed, it started like a couple of seasons, a couple of years after their seventh season of being on RuPaul's Drag Race. In case neither of you two know or none of our viewers know, their names are Trixie Mattel and Katya Zamalochkova. <laughs> it's too hard to say. Anyway, they are hilarious. I, I mean, I can only say like I can, oh, I like I can go with quotes. Oh God, what was it like? Fuck my pussy with a rake, mom. Oh, that looks like a rake, or that looks like a broom, something like that, like shit like that. Oh. Like, they're, they have specific intros. Jesse, if you're listening, like, if you don't, like, memorize these because you rewatch them every day. I have every single episode of mm, downloaded on here. There's 150 episodes, guys. I, like, listen to them when or... I'm doing anything. Studying, listening to school. Like, when I should, should be listening to my lectures, I'm listening to them instead. Homework, painting. I... This is a little off topic. I had a bedside table that I stole from, like, some, like, house yard sale they're like it's free anyway painted it and then was like i hate white i'm gonna paint it green i painted it the most disgusting vomit snot green i could have ever bought in the world i hate it and i also got like the high gloss i i peeled off the paint the next day like i could like that's how high gloss it was like you could have just peeled it off it's like gloss nail polish gel nail polish disgusting regardless what and I'm the one surefire way to disengage your mandibular joint, Dr. Bitchcraft. And like, they, let's party. Katya, like shit like that. It doesn't make any sense to you. I understand that, but it's like their <laughs> intros. It's just so fun. And oh God, there's this one always, I'll never forget it for some reason. It's not even that funny, but it's like, uh, and I'm just too under the weather to have a baby right now. Katya, like just their intros, whatever they talk about. I love the show. It's the demographic is for people that watch Drag Race. It's presented by the company that shoots Drag Race. It's all connected by this big conglomerate WoW Presents. I could go on forever, but regardless, it talks about whatever you want it to talk about, like homosexuality, money, success, like living in Los Angeles, like what it's like to just be like a hick from the middle of fucking Wisconsin, because that's one of uh, Trixie Mattel. She's Native American. And she like grew up in buttfuck Wisconsin and lived in a trailer park with a tin roof over her head and just like had to live with her grandparents because like toxic family issues. Like it's just a very, they're both two very relatable people. Katya, she was a meth addict. 
Maybe not. I don't remember which Relatable drug. content, right? So. <laughs> relatable. A recovered meth addict. Very relatable to recover from whatever drug it was. It was like heroin or... It wasn't... I, I can't remember which one it was. Anyway, you don't have to be gay to watch this show. And they, they say it like you do. You don't. And I mean, all I can say is it's a great show to watch when you just need to listen to nonsense because sometimes the world doesn't make sense and you just need to be distracted by something that for some reason does make sense. So that is my spiel to uh, I could talk about it forever. Love the show. And there you go, moving on. The camera bag has had nothing in it for the past five years of it living in my bookshelf. Now it has a purpose. Ooh. It has a purpose for our next topic, sex toys. I was very weary of bringing this up, not only because the sex toys for guys, I feel like are hard to come by, and like, I know you're not versed in them, it's not like, I mean, unless you are, I'd love to hear about it, but oh, the anime man, he made a wonderful video about male sex toys, and I just never thought about it, but anyway, at the same time, I was like, well, I need my own, I need my own, I'm not seeing anyone, shed boy, gone, gone. I think last time was like Valentine's Day. What a wonderful day to just stop everything. Yeah, we forgot to do a conclusion to the Shed Boy story. Oh, well, here it is. It's over. It was, um, the last time was, um, I shouldn't get too, this is a little graphic. The point is, it wasn't great. (laughs) It wasn't great. Sex toys. Color Daddy. (laughs) I've mentioned her briefly (laughs) on the show before. I can only say that like having an adult female figure just on social media who's not afraid to talk about the concept the idea the product that is a sex toy it's very refreshing as a like young teenager I remember like stumbling onto like oh god I shouldn't I shouldn't black out I shouldn't call it my sister I stumbled onto my sister's sex toys and I remember thinking like what the fuck is this this is so crazy like this is the shit you see in porn and I wasn't allowed to watch porn but I was watching it anyway Anyway, it just was something that I was like, this is so cool. And I remember using my first sex toy. I think I was 14 or 15. (laughs) All I can say is it was not what I was expecting. It was boring. It was not fun. I just wasn't really interested in the idea. I was like, oh, well, like in your 14 year old brain, when you're like horny and stupid, you're like, oh, getting fucked by a guy is going to be so amazing. Like, this is going to be so much better than this stupid fucking rabbit. Sex toy rabbits. They're like a little knob and that's supposed to like stimulate your clit while still having like a penis in that enters you and supposed to vibrate. I personally don't like them. I, they're just not my thing. Like insertion isn't my thing. Um, clitoral f- shit is my thing. <laughs> if you want someone who doesn't know all the vernacular but will just spew uh, curse words at you, you're in the right place. I don't know specifically what started me wanting this a lot of social media people that i follow were supporting like this one company balesa for sex toys and i was like oh this seems like an interesting thing to dive into i didn't buy anything from them the ones that i got <laughs> well one that i got i was like this is show and tell time. no it's no it's not it's, you don't get to see uh, <laughs> wait we don't i'm actually curious what well how can this not be show and tell time it's like a lilo a Lilo, Lilo and Stitch. Fuck you. L E L O. Um, 
clitoral like stimulator. It's Let me like see. It... <laughs> I'm so curious. Now. It's pink. I think they come in different colors. Of course, it's pink. Ooh. And then, hi, this is a sex um, teaching moment. This is a teaching moment for all of us. Um, please clean them. Always clean my, them. This one's waterproof. My... That's mainly the reason why I got it. Um, regardless, the way that it works is that there's this very dark, ominous hole to people that have like a fear of like multiple holes in the same place, like a bee, a honeycomb, like people that have fears of those, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you'll like this, but if <laughs> too bad, just turn the lights off. Don't look at it. Um, my honest first thought when I saw that was it looks like an, an ocarina. Tusk. No, I said it looks, I thought it looked like an ocarina from fucking, uh, Oc- Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. <laughs> oh i get it because like the holes are so black and- the little yeah it's kind of like it's kind of a roundish thing with a little part coming off mm-hmm. it I, looks similar. <laughs> this other one that i got this one uh my friend and i went to a sex store because we were like you know what let's just go we're fun <laughs> i ended up getting this one it was pretty cheap it's called the power bullet and it's pretty much like a tiny version of a wand and wands are not really like this is what they look like but times like what's 10 they're usually much larger than this in fact like they're larger than they're larger than my water bottle sometimes like they're huge and it's just not wow it's not spatial like it's insane how big those things can be i just wanted something small something easy to travel with because i heard bullets were really good to have okay everyone knows Um, that it's really safe to travel with bullets Go. Um, recommendation a, number one if you need to travel on a plane bring a bullet you know actually i so many things are inspired by guns like shooting a, uh like having a film shoot like that's inspired by like the first camera that looked like a gun it looked like a rifle i never knew that that's something you learn in film school um bullets they are literally shaped like bullets and they are like vibrating like cylinders that you just put on your clip but they're inspired by guns regardless do I like them? That has been a hard question for me to answer. I am very independent when it comes to like my personal sex life. And I feel like the only person that knows me better than myself is me. Well, the only person that knows myself is me and no one knows me as well as I do. So I'm the one that's going to be able to like pleasure myself the best. Does that make sense? It makes sense. The only person that knows me better than me is me. <laughs> that was so bad. I don't know myself nearly as well as I know myself. Oh my okay. God. Moving on. Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Juliana, I saw the same video that you did uh, about the anime man and Giga trying out like sex toys in Japan. And Sam, I might say like you should definitely watch it as well. Sam, it was yeah, really, send me the send me the link to it. It was really eye opening because there was more than like a hundred, probably thousands. It was like thousands of different products, and I was like, wow, there's literally that's that many. Honestly, that's honestly surprising because I feel it's, like. The- only one you ever learn about is the flashlight. Exactly, but there's like besides different like, like besides like that. butt stuff, which it's true. <laughs> I'm a shy away from. So, uh, butt yeah. stuff. What does that have to do with sex toys? Because it's a sex toy. Butt stuff, you know. What's things oh, that go in your butt? Is it a product? Yeah, no. There. Oh, oh, you mean not like a anal specific product? Oh, I have like one of those, but I'm not going to show that one. But I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, I get it. Moving on. You were so happy with that. <laughs> You're like, wait, speaking of. 
Me and, Josh are just gonna start, me and Josh are just gonna start listing them and you're just gonna start pulling them out be like y'all got that one got that one that one got shipped in last week gotta catch them all right gotta catch they're them all. so expensive <laughs> they're so expensive the reusable ones that guys get are like eight dollars a pop but like a really nice like like the ones that Josh is referring to and the ones that I'm referring to they're like they've got lube inside of them and they're like silicone and you just like move it up and down and they have some that like last forever and they're like two hundred dollars that's so much money mine was a hundred and ten dollars for like it's a life investment it has a warranty whatever it's insane how expensive sex toys are and i understand it but i hate it oh josh you were apparently, talking about sex I toys could, i also just looked it up and apparently for like an official on-brand flashlight it's like eighty dollars not including taxes and shipping it's expensive but yeah, they're small prices. like shipping maybe <laughs> wait oh god oh right, do i like them do oh josh sorry what was i talking about you were talking, uh, you were about, talking about like about, oh uh, would you buy one that's my question would you buy one? Oh, i think i would buy one if i had my own place just to experiment oh. you know yeah. but i don't think they're loud no just it's, to experiment it's though. not necessarily about them being loud it's just the availability of others to find them because mm. i feel like with sex toys for men are much are seen as being much worse than women having sex toys because uh, like if a girl has a vibrator or dildo you're like yeah whatever but i feel like if a guy you find out that a guy is a fleshlight it's normally seen in a very negative light which i think is ridiculous i think anybody should be able to pleasure themselves however they want within legal limitations let me let me stress that part i am not condoning any fucking freaks out there who are doing some whack shit not you this is not for no stop fucking it a fucking don't a do that. i feel like that would be something some freak would do <laughs> Even a vape, no, like if you want to, if you get off from fucking a vape, that's fine. I'm talking about like, don't do children, don't do animals, stay away from those two. And I'm sure there's some others, but off the top of my head, don't do those. If you want to fuck your furniture, whatever. Wash it out. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're going to like fuck your couch, at least you make sure that you like properly clean it before like you have guests over who have to sit on your couch. But. I would give it, I'd give both of these like a five. Like, I think that me myself can do a, a better job than these can. So I don't want to like make the, like, I don't think the purchase of a sex toy is like essential. At the same time, like, it can be pretty fun to have it like in the bedroom. I'm sure I've not done that yet, but I'm excited to try with the bullet or the w tiny wand. With this, it's quite hard from what I've heard. I'm just excited to figure out how compatible these are later in life. Uh, but yeah, that's my rating for them. If you like a sex toy, go ahead, try it. I think that it's really for any gender, for whoever you are, just try one because not ever trying one, it just, it don't don't limit yourself. That's my, well, all I'm gonna say, I tried it. I, I'm going to continue using it, but I'm still the best at what I do. Hey, that's something, that's something right there. <laughs> Solid, solid sentiment to end this off with. <laughs> You're always the best at what you do. All right. <laughs> okay. Next topic. Uh, That's an accomplishment yeah. right there. <laughs> so, 
So the next topic that I wanted to discuss is a commercial that I've been getting quite frequently put out by the army. Uh, and what they're doing is they're making the different uh, positions in the military seem like classes in a video game. And I showed it to Juliana and Josh, uh, like the chef is called the replenisher, a co like a doctor is called the, which by the way, the replenisher is like probably the lamest name out of all of them. Uh, like a construction worker is the groundbreaker and it shows very like sci-fi futuristic things with one person as like the central like hero of it. Um, which I just feel is so, so scummy because war is not a game. It's, you can't like, it's not something that like, oh, you go to war and you get shot, it's fine, you respawn. It's not something that is casual. It's not something that you can mess around with. It is a serious commitment that can potentially cost you your life. And so this ad, which I feel is directly targeted at, young adults and children is a horrible thing for them to go for. It because is... like, no, Sorry. like I doubt any like 35 year old guys who are thinking of enlisting in the army are gonna see this and be like, yeah, I'll do that. But like some 17 year old kid who spends their entire time playing video games and doesn't know anything about the military could see that and that could be the deciding factor that ends up with them enlisting i agree i when i watched the video i didn't even get to that part yet in my mind because i just looked at it and i was like this is what our money is going towards like our tax dollars paid for this video it's army federally funded it just was kind of insulting like i was too overwhelmed by the emotion of like this is what we're highlighting war i, I like i i only say that now after the fact of Sam saying it, but it just, it was insulting to see that that was what we're highlighting for kids when there's so many other things that you can do. A lot of the benefits of army, they make sense. Like you get, sometimes your college paid for you. Sometimes you get health benefits or you just get like veterans uh, benefits just in schools or wherever you go. I mean, we talk about it. We talk about veteran veterans benefits at my school so frequently at this point. I'm just like, okay, we get it. We get it. Thank you so much for serving our country. I get sick of it, but like we have so much respect for the veterans that work for our country and serve for our country. At least I do. And at least we do. We do. It just felt really strange because no one, no one should be in war. We just bombed Syria. I didn't know I didn't know that at all. Like my aunt called my mom about it. She's like, the Americans are bombing Syria again. And I was like, why are we still doing this? So that was my first reaction when watching it. Want. I'm sorry. Me? I said they have stuff we want. Oh. <laughs> Which is like the world's most oversimplified answer to anything, but yeah. <laughs> Let's colonize. Let's just take it because like, we want it. I mean, I mean, hell, that's how we've been doing shit up to this point. Why not continue? It's been working so far. I mean, our gas is going up. <laughs> that's the one thing I'm like, oh, yeah, we bombed Syria, so our gas is going up. Yeah. I don't know. Gas price is almost at, like, 
four and a half dollars now in some every parts of I, uh, the city. Every time I see it, I'm just like, what is going on? Like, there's always something like political going on when that happens, or it's summer, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? Josh, what were your thoughts on that ad? I think the ad was super cool, personally. <laughs> And I thought like, I I won't deny it was that it was a really sick. it was a very cool looking ad. I'm sure Sam will leave like a, a link in the description or something like that because the ad was super interesting to watch, and it gave you a different perspective I think on like what the army is and what the military is. And I know how Sam was like talking about the military like process and how some people like might think war is not like you know what it seems to be due to like the advertisement, but I think the military makes it pretty clear. Obviously, like not through the ad. But as soon as like you join and have to go through like certain practices and certain training and all that, that eventually, if you can't like get it through your thick school, like what you're actually going to be accomplishing like back there, I guess it kind of just tells you maybe you are meant to be like going to this place. So Josh, the problem is after you, schools. also Josh, after you enlist, you can't exactly just be like, hey, psych, never mind, I'm out. Like if they're paying for your college, and then you just say, like, actually, I didn't realize what the army really was. I'm going to leave. Like, that shit doesn't fly. I, I know what you're talking about, but I feel like the process is, like, you tell a recruiter, yeah, I want to join. And the recruiter, like, tells you, okay, and sends you, to, like, a processing station. And at the processing station, you have to take multitude of tests. Where only, like, I think 2.7 out of, like, 10 people actually pass. And then after that, you have to sign a contract. And then after that contract, you have a certain date where you have to ship out to boot camp. And then you have to decide within that time period if you're actually going to commit. You still have like a couple months to decide before you like actually commit to it. Um, but after once you're signing camp, a contract, after that, yeah, it's yeah. Ironically, you, you can still back out of the contract because the contract only guarantees mm. guarantees the job for you, not necessarily you have to go. Because um, you can still get like get fines or go to jail during that time period, right? And the army doesn't want to like, you know, take, take over that and like take yeah. over that. So, I... but after boot camp, though, the contract like isn't still. And you'll be discharged and like get like uh, felonies if you do quit. So you do still you do still have like, a time period. If that ad doesn't get to you though, like and really corrupts your mind, then like you should be going into this place because like you can't really think critically at all. Like if it really gets to that time that period, like, it's really sad. I I agree. I agree. It is really sad. I also agree that like. I just think about how a lot of people that join the military, they do it out of necessity rather than wanting to. And I don't know, that was like the first thing that came to my mind. I wouldn't say that they have like thick skulls or what, what was it? What, regardless. Thick skulls, yeah. Thick skulls, thick skulls. I just think that a lot of people do it out of necessity. And if they see that video, they're like, oh, maybe it's better than what I was expecting. And I mean, you're right. Like if they don't realize that the military is harder than they ever understood it to be, like, probably shouldn't get into it but I mean it's just so misleading especially I just worry for kids I worry for kids because no one like when you see like a video of a man going to the moon and then a bunch of bitches are like I want to be an astronaut like I just wonder how that impression leaves on kids of course kids of this generation are like so much smarter than any other kid of any other generation to a point where it's like shut up you smart Alec motherfucker but I don't know that's just I, how I felt in the, when I saw it. It also, oh, you first. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's also just interesting because it's odd to think of the army as a corporation because their advertising uses many of the same 
tactics that uh, every other company uses. Like there's another ad that more or less says like, oh, this is you, you're in, you're trapped in this kind of fake version of reality where everything's online and not in person. Well, if you come to the Navy, you'll have a true family and you'll have purpose, which isn't necessarily incorrect, but it's using that same thing of, it relates to you and says, your situation is worse than you realize. We have the solution. Come here and we can, it just, it feels weird that like, to think that the army uses the same tactics as like Coca-Cola and Charmin. <laughs> That's so like, I don't know why. That sounds evil. I don't, it just seems like very evil. Be like, you're in a bad place. Come over here. We're the light side, especially from like a capitalist point of view. Cause like, that's what we run on. I mean, I don't want to make too big of a deal of it, but like, I don't know. That's just so weird. And like, I want to meet their marketing team. Like their marketing team is genius. Like this is all like brilliant shit. And it's going to get people to join the military. I, wow. It's very smart. It's so smart. Like I just have to commend them and hate it. I don't but know. Josh, you were saying, you were saying something. You have to understand that where they're coming from is that they're fighting against like everyone's ideas of going to college, you know? Cause they like, were all ingrained like right after high school, go to college, right? No one else really thinks of a different path. And I think that's why they do go harder with the marketing campaigns, which makes sense. And, and hopefully it does make some impact because college shouldn't be like the only alternative, right? You know, the trade schools that are out there. And I was looking into like lots of military jobs. And of course, there's always a chance to go into war, but the jobs that you can work there in the military that later transfer to like civilian life, they're amazing. That they pay like true. 200, 300, like thousand dollar salaries. And sometimes that's, you get like special clearances. So that's if you're really that lucky. That is valid. There are there are uh, back when I was taking uh, community college classes, an army recruiter reached out to me to ask me to do a uh, a software programming position, and they said that they would like wow. pay for my college to train me for it, and that I would then be doing their training for like, or I would be doing their software programming for like two years and then they would send me on my way yep. which I'm gonna be honest is like if I didn't have like a very strong desire and goal to uh to go into game design as well as very luckily the means to do so that would be that's an absurdly good offer so they do definitely have some very real benefits that they can offer people i am interested i feel like in where we live like in the bay like it's not something i hear a lot about to go into the military but all of many of my kids siblings went into the military my sister went into the military she got kicked out because she was pregnant and she didn't want to get an x-ray and like like shitty experience i'm a little subject to the military my they they treat my dad like shit because he was in the vietnam war and like they forget that he even existed I have my own opinions on it, and that's just my personal opinion. We had a friend that was in our school program who is currently in the military, if not two people that are going to be in the military, because Shed Boy's going. Really? Oh, Shed Boy's joining the military? Really? That, that was his plan. I mean, he was talking about it in February. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try it in the fall. Because he's what not. Branch? Army? I know a lot of people, like in, for example, Vallejo. Like, there was this one guy that I was like, oh, maybe I'll talk to him. He went to the military. <laughs> Couldn't talk to him. He left. He'll come back, but, like, he's gone. Like, I, 
so that's interesting it's just an interesting point of perspective you know what i'd be really interested in like the government doing is that like right out of like right after high school there'd be like a two-year like mandatory service but not for the military but like for like uh, conservation and like national disaster efforts and so like people like right after high school they go into like United States community and society to go like pick up trash or like do trail work or help people that like with help homelessness and stuff like tons of stuff like that. It's like mandatory service like that. So people like actually are, you know, doing helpful things to society and then pursue like college and things like that. So, so would like, they be paid for this? How they, would they be they, they'd be paid for this, yeah. Interesting. That good luck getting people to Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Not for that. That would There's always that. Cost, yeah. That would cost the nation a lot more money than a very large number of people are willing to do. Of I, course. I, yeah. oh, sorry. I think it's a really good concept, just in the sense that I think I've heard it before. Like, I know Mormons do that with, like, oh, now that you're 18, go to this one country and try to spread our religion. I, I like, I understand, like, that's con- conservation, helping homeless, uh, cleaning up places. A, a couple of those things are punishments for people that fuck up in corporate law. <laughs> it's like, uh, what is it called? Community service. I understand that. I think that it would be super helpful. That was one of the wonderful things that our program um, team, that's one of the wonderful pro- things that they did. Like they made us do, made us uh, work with like internships that were nonprofits and like help us get an understanding of like what it is to be charitable. And I think that that's something that they should do like in high school personally, but I think that that's a really like beautiful thing. So yeah, I agree with you. We were just getting into the topic of Anime Lovers Anonymous. Let's go and commence. We were just talking about Tokyo Revengers. We were having a bit of confusion with one of the flags that's in that show. I was just looking it up. We were all just looking it up. It looks a lot like a swastika, but Sam was going to enlighten us on what's going on. Yes. So uh, we'll also have the image up on screen. Um, So the swastika was based off of, I believe, a Buddhist symbol. I don't remember what it stands for, but it's the Buddhist, so I'm sure it's something very pleasant. Um, And they look nearly identical. The main difference is that uh, the swastika is slanted uh, going at a diagonal, whereas the Buddhist symbol is all going in the four directions. Um, And I actually learned this, the difference when I was young, because I was going on a road trip with my uh, family and I looked out the car behind at the car behind us, and it had a uh, it had the Buddhist symbol on it as a hood, as a hood ornament. And I freaked out because I mistook it for a swastika. And I, for some reason, in my like little kid brain, assumed that they somehow knew we were Jewish <laughs> and were coming for us. Uh, which of course they didn't, and I'm sure they were lovely people. Uh, yeah, so anyways, Tokyo Revengeance, or Revengers is a new anime. Only the first episode is out. More or less, uh, this dude has a really shitty life, and um, he, acts, uh, he learns that the only girlfriend he's ever had just died, uh, actually was killed. Um, and he's on a subway platform and a group of people accidentally bump him onto the rails and he dies. But then in classic anime style, 
uh, he goes back in time, like 12 years to back when he was in middle school. And he's like, you know what? Now I'm going to beat up all the people who bullied me. Because why the fuck not? Uh, and that is why it's called Revengers. Because they're here getting revenge for shit. Anyways, the other show that just started that I've been watching is To Your Eternity. And the story behind that is more or less some person were, were to assume a deity sent this orb down to earth that goes and it interacts and anything that stimulates it, it turns into. Um, and so at first it becomes a rock and then a wolf dies on top of it and it becomes a wolf. And it then goes and begins interacting with this uh, child who is in like a small ice fishing town and he is all alone. He's the only one left. Um, and at least the first episodes are his interaction with this young boy who has more or less gone uh, a little bit crazy from the fact that he has been entirely alone for a very long time. Uh, I don't want to spoil what happens at the end of the first episode, but it is so far shaping up to be quite good. Yeah, uh, something that I've been watching recently, uh, something I have to recommend for any of the people that love Slice of Life, it kind of has two of my favorite genres, which is um, Bad Bitches and Simple Shit which is uh, The Way of the House Husband. He is a previous Yakuza member, and he was apparently, like, the coolest cat. I don't know how to describe it anyway. Any other way. Feeling pretty old right now. But, like, he is adorable. He makes his wife a lot of breakfasts. Uh, a lot of his gang members are like, why'd you leave us, buddy? And he's like, The Way of the House Husband is just superior. And it's just adorable. It's so fun. They're, like, quick little 20-minute episodes that have, like, six or seven different uh skits throughout the episode and there's five episodes it's a very easy watch highly recommend it regardless of despite i keep saying regardless in other news i have also been watching re-watching a lot of my old favorite stuff first school we had to write like some random stupid essay about our favorite things that we were watching as children and we had to handwrite it it was super dumb i think they were trying to prove that we weren't robots regardless i had to try to figure out like what were my favorite animes that I grew up watching because that's what has influenced my desire to make film just with people rather than drawing can't draw and some of the things that I started re-watching because I was writing about them was um Fruits Basket 2001 if you've never seen it it's a great comedy uh it's very different from the original manga but it doesn't lose its entertainment because it's not bad just because it's from 2001 and the animation is a little like whack regardless uh <laughs> next uh whisper of the heart uh whisper of the heart is a beautiful story about a girl who's trying to figure out what she wants to do with her future she's now getting out of high school and she's not pursuing her passions in the way that she wants to she just feels like she's on the sidelines of everything and she's watching her love interest in the story um he is be becoming a violin maker he's making violins and he wants to be that for his future he wants to be a musician and he wants to make violins and her watching him pursue his dreams and wanting to go to italy 
to make violins <laughs> makes her want to pursue her dream of becoming a writer. Uh, throughout the story, you learn that she's like obsessed with books and that's all she does. And she just kind of sticks to herself. And she also has some sort of self-hatred because rather than making books, she's reading them and she wishes that she could put herself out there, but he inspires her to make her first story and let's and throughout that journey she realizes that like the first thing you're gonna make is not gonna always be a hit but that's what happens in the journey of becoming a diamond in the rough a big recommendation love that movie another one that i'll recommend for like that i have been rewatching. i listen to the intro like probably every single month of the year for like the past 10 years since i've watched it sergeant carrero it just means Sergeant Frog. It is a very simple show. A lot of these are pretty simple. They're all pretty like regular comedy shows. It he's a perverted frog from space and he's trying to take over the world. And he has like a arm a legion of like four different frogs. And they all live with their own little like uh it's not, it's not, they're not they think army. that they're much bigger than what they really are. They really think they're gonna take over the planet. They aren't. It's so funny, and like they're little peekapon, like host peoples. That's what they call people, like humans, peekapons. I'm never. I just think it's so funny. It's such a good show. It's like slightly perverted, slightly slice of life, slightly just like meta. Especially the dub. The dub is super meta. Something about like two thousands dubs, like oh, they're so like sarcastic and oh, satire. Highly recommend. Go watch those. Josh. Uh, no anime, but I've officially crossed chapter 4008 for Marshall Peak. So, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, 4008 chapters. In. Do the chapters in the, uh, in the light novel correspond to chapters in the manga? They're closely, not exactly, but they're closely. So that means you're about 3,000 chapters ahead of where exactly. I Exactly. Jesus Christ. And much more detailed, obviously. How does that How does that manga not have a show with how long it's been going on? <laughs> Ridiculous. How, how long? You just said uh, 4,000 chapters. Yeah, the line almost probably been out for a good like, decade, maybe. In the manga, maybe like a year or two, maybe three, maybe four. That's crazy. Yeah. I tried reading Marshall Peak. I couldn't get into it. Like the app that I use, you can read light novels. I'm so, I, I seriously think Josh is the only one out of three of us that reads. I don't read. Do you read, Sam? I do. Okay, well, I try and fail every single fucking moment. I'm just impressed. I'm so impressed. <laughs> I think it's all thanks to like Percy Jackson, literally. Because when I used to read Percy Jackson, the world in my head that I could imagine was so picture perfect and yeah. I was just there in it and I just loved it so much and I do the exact same thing with Marshall Peak and I can just imagine it perfectly and I love it like currently the only like light novel I have been reading is Marshall Peak because 4,000 you know that's a name for itself it's a lot <laughs> yeah and considering that like, I translate it myself like I, I get like the raw the Chinese copyright and I put it into a translator and then I later just read that translation. How do you not want to die? I don't, I mean, at first I definitely did want to die. But if you get to the point where you're like, I can't progress at all. 
unless I do this myself and like make some like some changes when it comes to, like my brain and the way it thinks. Um, so like, cause in, in translating like certain like scriptures and books and like, you know, quotes, tons of things will be taken and made completely like, different. Cause like, you know, that's no, you, you need to like, tell us what, where do you even find these like transcripts? Where do you find these Chinese transcripts? Uh, well, for me, I went on Reddit and went to the Marshall Peak, like, uh, Reddit page, <laughs> subreddit. And I, I was asking people like, if they had any raws or is there any like translator, like that was at my point, you know, 4,000 is a lot, 3,000 yep. a lot, 2,000 is a lot. And no one what reached past like 1,700. And that was like where I reached for good translation. And so I took it upon myself to like, okay, if I want to continue this on, I have to find my own way. And everyone was like, I did, I did this way, I did that way. I had this website, I had that website. And this one guy was like, I switched from raw and just read it from the translation. And I did that. And it's working for me. About 4,000. I started doing it's, it like at 2,000. It's also interesting with uh, the same, I feel like something similar is kind of like with bad, with just like poorly done translations. You, if you, like at first, poorly done translations like took me out of a story more than anything else. Exactly. But there were certain ones that I just, I loved the will and the story so much that I was willing to put up with it. And then I found myself uh, going and I would read like entire chapters where almost nothing was translated properly, but yet I was still able to understand exactly what they were talking about. Like none of the sentence structure was correct. They would have like double words or missing words or like letters would be wrong, but your brain just starts like editing that out. And just exactly. auto correcting the hell out of everything. So you see a sentence that's like, uh, the, the boy spelled B Y, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like went to park. And you see that as the boy went to the park because your brain just fills in the gaps and edits it as much as it needs. Are you referring to both manga and light novels? I think so. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, manga, so the translations novels. can be both horribly horrible and mangas horrible. But, but like yeah. light novels, you have no pictures to help you understand what could be going on, and if like they're really bad, like you can't understand what's going on, right? No, you can eventually yeah. if, if you get into like this little cycle, everything just works out. You know, you just your brain just cancels out all the bullshit, and everything just kind of works out. But it just takes a lot of hard work and effort for sure. You can't I get in that cycle; it just does not work. This has happened a couple times now, but the artist for solo leveling had to take a week-long break due to health complications. Uh, I think this is now like the third or fourth time this has happened. Uh, and they're back this week. They had to skip last week. Uh, but I'm hoping that this won't become a trend and that they continue to do the incredible work that they're doing. God, I hate health complications and artists. Uh, Fruits baskets like uh, Natsuna Takuya, she like literally had to get surgery on her arm. She was left-handed and she had to switch to being right-handed and her art style just completely changed. Not for the worse, but it is just a very devastating thing. Like you feel the emotion as they're sick and like if they write about it, does your, the author of Solo Leveling write about his injury or his health issues? I have never seen or heard anything directly from the artist, uh, but there is um, an account 
on the solo leveling, like official subreddit that apparently is connected in some way with the author or the artist. Uh, so I don't know why I would just imagine that I I mean I don't know if solo leveling's Chinese like um uh it's Korean. I would just imagine everyone to use. I mean, I think 4chan might be Japanese. I just imagine. I so maybe. I just not imagine 4chan, like 2chan no. and 4chan, like not translatable, like not understandable. Like Reddit seems really Isn't accessible. There like 8chan. Isn't there oh, 8chan now? I don't know. Chans, sure. Lots of chans. Yeah. I just so I'm just interested. I'm really. I, so can you read everything that's going on on Reddit? Is it all in English? Oh no! no oh right, you just. You're just yeah, you can read everything on Reddit, but like no one's posting actual chapters on Reddit. Oh, oh, so wait, I'm a bit confused on how you found them again. Like, just... uh, links or links to a raw, and then you put that raw into like Google Translate, and then you read it off Google Translate. Okay. Yep. I see now. Wow. Uh, shall we transition to our final topic for the day? Let's do it. Ah, uh, our wonderful right. final topic. Okay, Sam, you go. Yeah. Josh. Uh. This was your topic that you posed. Do you want to get us started off? How yeah. do you believe we need to change the sex ed programs? So, you know, I woke up today, right? As many of us As did. one does. Exactly. And for some reason, I was just thinking about our world has changed so much in the past couple of years that I myself, the one that's living in it and breathing in it and, you know, is critically thinking at times in it don't really know how I'm getting by when it comes to like a lot of things. When it comes to being a good human, when it comes to being a good worker, a good civilian, right? And also good, you know, sexual partner. Because oftentimes in life, we don't really talk about that because that's considered private. And I'll start thinking like, is that society or is that just because of me and who I am as a human being? And I was starting to think about that. And I was thinking back in school, we weren't taught anything at all and then nowadays there's more like you know sexuality right bisexuality pansexuality uh, lesbian gay straight obviously and i'm just really curious if in sex said they've transitioned that at all because i remember when we were younger uh they probably didn't include that at all if they did not much right and if we had the option to like sort of like create and shape the sex ed system in our vision, what we would do. And I personally didn't come up with an answer. I couldn't come up with an answer. And so I just kind of wanted to point that question to like my colleagues right here, because that was a super interesting topic in the way it got my brain just like fidgeting, I think. Don't flip them off. <laughs> You're like, what? I don't want to do the hard work. You guys figure it out. Josh, <laughs> did you not have do you have any sex ed in school? Oh, oh, I mean, I did. I definitely did. Um, kind of thinking in my really head. good school, like yeah, good I, budget. I like they, I, that was something that I really thought about. Like we went to really good schools that taught us a lot of enough about sex ed health wise. Like don't get STIs, go get tested. That, like they taught us that, right? So the thing that I feel needs to be. I have two things I feel need to be changed. The first is that I feel that at least where we're from in the Bay Area, specifically of California, I don't know about the rest of California, they teach us really well about the health side of sex. 
What I feel like needs to be taught more is the emotional side. Because even as it's becoming slightly more acceptable, sex is still a very taboo subject. It's still not considered overly appropriate to talk about in like everyday society. Like for instance, on YouTube, it's seen as improper. If we were monetized, talking about sex would get us demonetized. Um, and for these different things, we need to understand that sex is a natural thing that everyone does. Masturbation is a natural thing that everyone does. And I feel like what's happening is there are a lot of people who are growing up just shut off about talking about sex, even if it's just with their partner. I'm worried that people will end up not wanting to talk about like, okay, well, this is what makes me feel good. They say what makes them feel good. You discuss, because it needs to be a conversation. And that's a much more emotional view on the topic than what we often get in school, which is the very scientific, like, this is a penis, this is a vagina, penis goes in vagina, use protection, done. It's a very, like, cold scientific version. Mm -hmm. I would say, I agree. I think that that's pretty important. I wouldn't even have thought of it. And at the same time, I totally understand, like, I, in the sense that, like, I think about the concept of, like, the emotions that come with sex constantly, personally, as, like, a young teenager, like, I always thought about sex, and that's just always my, been my thing, and it's always been my thing, and that's why I had sex early, it's why I masturbated early, it's why I had, like, all these perverted thoughts early, I was always just really curious in it, and, okay, fuck off, um, <laughs> it's puberty we're in the same we're in the same boat don't you worry about it <laughs> okay we're all in the same boat but um what i mean is just like it's always just been on my mind and it's something that i pursued but having the access to have it in school would be obviously obviously so much better and but it's just something that i'm curious because i remember being in elementary school they taught us about like how does your period work or like how does your dick work if you remember if you guys remember that and like you had to sign the waiver form from your parents like your parents had to sign like the like you're allowed to learn this that's something that also was like that's really hard to bizarre. swallow hard to swallow then still hard to swallow now i still have friends that i i like can remember like their parents definitely did not let them go to the classes that we went to and they just had to go out they just had to not be in class when we learned that shit i yeah. think that's fucked up and i agree it's like ridiculous. the emotional stuff gotta learn about it um, yeah. <laughs> do you guys think it would be inappropriate if the one that was like teaching the class dove into like their personal like, sexual experiences if they were comfortable with it? It depends. I that's definitely a slippery slope because there you don't need to be you would need to find a balance because you can't be so graphic with like let's say the last time I had sex ed was eighth grade I think so I was like 12 13 uh so with the 12 slash 13 year old okay so here's I was about to say it's not necessarily appropriate to be discussing sex in detail but then 
again, that goes straight back to my earlier statement about how talking about sex is taboo. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really make sense for sex to be taboo, <laughs> but even now I'm like, my instinctual reaction is that it is, is that like, we shouldn't be talking about this. I agree. I really, I, the last time I talked about it, I was 14. Cause we, in our freshman class, we specifically had to talk about it. It's just a hard thing to swallow, but we in a group as ourselves, were very accepting to the idea of like sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about whatever we want to talk about. It's not a big deal to us anymore. And that's a privilege because we're 18. We don't have to feel any shame with coming with it. And also just being in the Bay area, like you, I, like a lot of my friends, were like, I think I'm genderqueer, I think I'm pan, I think I'm asexual. And like, they would have the conversation with their parents and they'd be like, it's a phase, like, wait a couple years. And like, you hear these conversations and they're telling that shit to me. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm hearing every side of the fucking tree. I'm hearing everything. And like, I feel very comfortable talking about that because people are comfortable talking about that shit with me. And for other people in other locations, I have no idea how it's like for you. I'm imagining it's not that easy. For some people, it's like in family situations, I didn't learn sex ed from my parents personally. Like my dad, my mom tried to make my sister tell me and she was like, fuck you, mom. So like, it just depends. And I really think that we should learn about it. I think that it's something that is going to take a lot of patience with families, but I also have a lot of faith in our like generation. Like if like one of the things that I think is so funny is like the gen, like the birth rate is going down everywhere. Like everyone's talking about how the birth rates declining, like in China, Japan, United States, like they thought there was going to be a baby boom in this pandemic. There's a baby like flump, slump, slump. And it's like, well, we're not, we don't feel comfortable. A lot of people don't, aren't feeling comfortable enough to even think of having children right now. So the concept of sex itself, it's like, it's pretty, it's, it's important if the birth rate keeps declining, because it's something that we have to consider, like, okay, the topic of abstinence, the topic of uh, safe sex, testing, having children, like when it's right for you, like fertility, it's all, <laughs> it's all really important in a time where we're, like, everything feels so turbulent, so I just want to say that, like, I really wish that it's, I think it's going to get better, but I wish it would get better sooner. First off, I like to say, Sam, I'm glad you caught yourself at the beginning because, you know, you kind of like were saying something and then your mom was thinking another is like hypocritical, but you caught yeah. that like instantly. So I'm super contra- proud of it. Um, yeah, contradicting myself. And Julian, I think you're completely right when it comes to like the birth rate and all that. I think one of the solutions I had in mind while I was thinking about it, like, as you guys were talking, kind of gave me like an answer. I think the answer would be having like a general ed class for like throughout the entire year with like the same teacher. And then when you got to like, you know, the sexual and other like body related subjects, you'd have another like teacher there or someone like super respectable. And they would talk about like their own sexual experiences in a respectable manner, I think. Uh, Cause I think nothing else would be better than getting it from another human being. Of course, it might be detailed or somewhat you know, inappropriate, but it shouldn't be inappropriate, you know, catching myself as well. Because, um, you know, we live, that, we live in this life that we all should know, like, what we're getting into and how we're getting into it. Another thing is getting into pornography. I think 
teachers should definitely cover that because that's another reason why birth rates are dropping down significantly. Um, people are realizing we don't need another partner. We can be alone and it's completely fine because you can just game, you can just wink off and just go to work and that can be your life. Fuck and you. that's that's the literally cycle, it. The You're cycle of life: game, else. wank, work. <laughs> like hikikomori otaku's needs fuck fuck. And no, I mean it's completely true though. Like people are finding like I don't need another human being to be there to satisfy me, and that's why birth rates will be continually dropping down in the future. One, one last thing that I want to people been knew that this. fucking shit for years. <laughs> Uh, one last thing that I want to add to this is that I, we need to have it be, you learn one curriculum across the entire United States. I, this really, I'm sorry if this offends any listeners, but sex ed should not be a matter of religion or opinion. Yeah. Sex ed is sex ed. It's been shown that areas that teach abstinence only have higher teen pregnancy rates than those that teach proper sex ed. People need to learn how to have safe sex and how to act around sex. I completely agree. Agreed. And on that note, that's our episode for the week, guys. All right. I'm your host, Joshua Santos. And I'm Juliana McKenna. I'm Sam Schnee. Please remember to like and subscribe and comment below if you have any topics you would like us to cover next week. Please give us questions. Please give us questions, recommendations, whatever you have to say. We'd love it all. Uh, where, you can reach me at Juliana McKenna, anywhere you look. Sam Schnee on Instagram. And Joshua Santos on Bumble. <laughs> <laughs>